What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 307, broken up into two parts, A and B. B. Thank you. 307A, posting on 12.6, will be a discussion on Strange World from Disney. And 307B, posting on 12.9, we're already almost to the middle of December. I will be discussion on the holiday special from our friends at Marvel in the form of Guardians and in of the galaxy misspoke for a second guardians of the galaxy i'm one of your hosts grayson splat maxwell joining me as is every week is my co-host roger the explorer stillian our lovely perma guest chris pando bon be legend no i thought about that i was like no his, both their heads are way too big for i will be referred to as jaeger clade <laughs> for the remainder of this <laughs> this time here that should have been your nickname damn going it. Oh, forward well. Yeah, you, you missed out. I'll only be referred name. to as Jaeger Clay. <laughs> Jaeger Clay. All right, guys, how are we going into December? What was your first week like of December? Um, your, your first few days. I hung actually. Christmas lights. Yeah, I have a new house to hang Christmas lights at, there so I had to had to re remap exactly how I do everything because my old house I had like long hand reels and like fifteen stairs, so we used to do like spirals up the stairs or whatever. And no, now I have a whole bunch of multicolored lights all up and down the pillars in front of my house. Okay, so, there you yeah, go. It wasn't half bad, actually. We had a decent Good. day to do it. So. Good. Yeah. Hmm. That's it. Fiend. Done. <laughs> what about Old you, me. Chris? What's going on in your world? Uh, not much this week. I uh, did more of the watching of the anime with my oldest. And How's it going? It's going good. We we just were, She just saw Goku go Super Saiyan for the first time. She was pumped. Yeah. Like yeah. she's in there like yelling and so the world's the, the world's shaking. Oh, right? Yeah. The yep. planet is coming apart. Yep. I asked my wife, I was like, Are you hear her in there? She's pumped. And she's like, Yeah, I can hear her. <laughs> Hell yeah, I can. Yeah. So other than that though, not much. Uh I'm getting settled into the new job, working a lot. So all that's coming together though. So we might be building the PC here in a little bit. Yeah, we uh we might have computer parts here in the studio that yes, we're gonna sir. dive into after we're done. So Let's get this going, Grayson. So I can. It's exciting. Who is it? Your PC they're building, Chris. Nice, mine. Nice. New PCs are always, always fun. Rich now. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, platinum, (laughs) platinum power supply. I have a platinum power supply that makes me rich. It does. Good, 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 good. Uh, First, first week back Atlanta is good, successful. I reconnected with a lot of my friends. It is. You haven't gotten murdered yet. Yeah, it's good. Uh, that's. Wait, did you ever? Were you ever considering that may have been a, a reality for me? No comment. It's always in play, right? <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> um, I am in. I, it's nice. The, the hotel I'm in is Your super odds nice. of dying are not zero. <laughs> I mean, sure, fine. I'll, let's, let's just chalk it up to five percent. About that, right before you fall asleep tonight. <laughs> yeah, but aren't aren't the odds the same as everybody? Like, you could die going to your car tomorrow. No, uh, it's not the same for everybody because yeah, all I mean, the things that could happen, they'll be worse for you. Well, Atlanta is a huge, like, arguably the biggest one of the biggest metro areas in the country. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. you're 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 right. You're right. It is allegedly. Allegedly, that's right. It's nice to be back. It's nice to see. We went to very. I know my uh, my boss took us out to uh, a very expensive restaurant on Tuesday night, and I really enjoyed that good food. You went some... to Cheddar's. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, no, it was not Cheddar's. Listen, they have some Cheddar's. really nice croissants. Though. They do croissant. Yeah, those are croissant. Good. Honey croissant? butter croissant. Oh, those are so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was not a cheddar, but it was very good. It's nice to um, it's nice to be finally meet the people I've been talking to for a few weeks about working, and it's nice to dive into production again. So I get 
it's nice to have lunch again after several weeks of not having breakfast and lunch. Have you been my not, best. Were you unable to eat lunch previous to Don't your, you have your returning to Atlanta? No, 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 no I wasn't have... unable to, but like when you work for so long, because like I've gone from, you guys know, I've gone from show to show to for like the past two years. I don't have any, like I may have had a weekend off in between movies, but I had like, I got done like November 2nd and started on this one, November 28th. That's 26 days of lunch not delivered to my desk and me me not paying for it. Oh, my goodness. This is some rich white boy shit right here. (laughs) This is Lunch delivered to my desk. This is a first world problem. I know. I know. I was starting to lose my mind. And breakfast. Well, the hotel has breakfast and the office has breakfast. There's breakfast everywhere. I love it. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't get lunch, but you got double breakfast. (laughs) And like I found myself, so I may need to check myself a little bit because I found over the weekend. So the PA, the office PA that's in, that's whose job is you know making sure lunch is the menu goes around lunch. So usually how they do it is they'll send a menu around the day before you choose, or they'll send an email saying here's where we're going. Send it back to me an email. All so I have for for tomorrow. But he did for the whole week. <laughs> so I was really upset this morning when I just like fine, I'll do this now. And I was like looking through menu for the next five days and choosing my lunch. I was like, wait a minute. I shouldn't be upset about this because that's a great privilege that I have. Wow. So <laughs> you really Man. are a garbage person. <laughs> How dare I pick out five catered meals right. for myself? I can't be bothered by this. Peasants. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to be back. It's nice to um it's nice to be back in the ATL. Although I'm gonna try to stay away from the ATL for a while. I don't I I just I've done. This is not my third thing Just here. Thinking about I, I, the murder now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now it's in play. Now it's in play. You know, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. This um, I I know I'm going to be here several weeks longer than anticipated, which is a good thing. So, um, it's something happened in the production. We have a little longer of a prep than we anticipated, which is really good. So, all right, good. gentlemen, what else is going on? Or can we dive right into the show? I'm ready to dive. Ooh, Chris said dive, so we dive. All right, gentlemen, this is episode 307 of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each week, we start with the box office, current and upcoming releases, what streaming trailers and movies of the week. Without further ado, let's jump to the box office. I want to say that Top Gun Maverick, its re-release just under a million bucks, number eleven. It debuted number. Uh, the re-release came back in number eleven. Good for Top Gun. All right, number number one, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. Uh, bringing in a very healthy another seventeen point six, bringing us worldwide to seven thirty three. That's not terrible. Not quite. I would have thought for sure that movie would have been over the billion dollar mark in a few weeks, but I, I guess we were wrong about that one. <clears throat> Number two, Violent Night, bringing in a very happy to say 13.3 worldwide of 20.3 million. I'm yes. happy about that. That one's next week. Strange World, a movie we are talking about on this episode, 4.9 million, bringing in what has to be very disappointing to Disney, 42.3. That's that's got to be very disappointing. Not to great, Disney. Bob. No. Yeah, we'll, we'll get more into the. We'll dig into that one a bit later. Okay. The menu still going surprise surprisingly strong. Another three point six million, bringing in forty seven point two. Did you ever think the menu would outperform Strange World Week One? No, I did. I, I wouldn't have made that bet. And Devotion, Chris, the movie you championed, two point eight million, bringing in a worldwide movie. I championed. Oh, you championed. 
for several weeks of 13.9 million. <laughs> yep. Not good, that. Bob. Not Again, good. Isn't that at all. crazy? I'm still shocked by that. Yeah. I don't. Well, I'm shocked that people aren't. Because I always loved when I was little, like when a new war, war film was coming out, I'd get psyched for it. So, so here's the thing: like it's got good scores, it's got a good cast. Just no one gives a shit. I don't understand it. Well, I I, I still think we're in the no one cares it's got about like hundred million dollar budget. Well, no one cares about um no one no one cares about going to the theater. I think it's more like there's plenty to I once that all shakes out, and I I, I have some some uh revealing information about how the theaters plan on fighting back i I learned this week too which we'll talk about another episode but it's actually a very interesting tactic so we have that but general so i mean i was again devotion not doing great so we all three lost on that one fist fight they got it sure so chris you won that one so strange world did the best out of fablemans which didn't even chart <laughs> Devotion, which look, barely look, charted. Some, some behind the scenes look here for other folks. Over that. Hold on, yeah, let's talk about this. For a so second. Grayson <laughs> was so adamant that the Fablemans would come out of Thanksgiving just kicking ass, man. crushing it. This best thing Spielberg's ever done. Murder in the box office. And me and Chris both stared at him like he had two fucking heads. It was like no. <laughs> possible well, okay way. here okay let me defend i didn't think it was gonna make a shitload of money i said it would make more than strange world and not combined but more than strange world and more than devotion sure i was right, wrong right. I, so here's the thing about i would why bet the, heavily on i bet heavily on devotion by the yeah, way yeah yeah so here's what doesn't make any sense to me is why there are a bunch of people you know pinky I mean, chris and i call them the pinky uppers about yep. They're elitist about film, but like, wouldn't well, they be the first to watch Spielberg's love note to cinema? Like, wouldn't they be the first in line to yeah, see but that? There, there's not 30 million of them. I watched Fablemans and the Aspens. Yeah, those people. Yeah, no. Yeah. It was <laughs> <Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I lost I lost that one. I'll eat a piece it. of humble pie, but <laughs> ooh, tastes good, too. Tastes super yeah, well, good. So here's the thing, though. Even combined, these three movies total didn't make enough. I, I would like to say, were, were you ultimately were the loser in that? None of us really won big here. Yeah. So. Yeah, no one crushed it here. No, yeah, no, it was no not, not great. It is I, hilarious. I just like my movie didn't even chart. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even chart the week it came out. It's Spielberg. Like, what in the hell happened there? Swing and a miss. <sighs> Swing and a miss indeed. So you're right about that one, Roger. Damn sure you were right about that one. I mean, listen, right. it's probably good. <laughs> it probably well, but is. here's here probably like, fine. Like Chris, you said like two weeks ago, it's probably going to be nominated for like 16 Oscars and win yep. three of them. Yep. But no and one saw it. Like, fuck watch favorite with it. I don't know. <laughs> Don't you guys have a movie podcast? Yeah, no, man. I didn't even watch it. Well, we done. It's just if no one watched it, then then no one's gonna listen to the episodes. We have to do by what's by what's uh, yeah. Being so watched. that's another behind the yeah. scenes thing here. So we've we've had some issues lately deciding on what movies to mm-hmm. to pick because we're not always unanimous on it, which yeah. makes sense, right? We're three different semi different people anyway. Yep. So we come to the de facto now. If we can't all unanimously agree on something, we go by straight up off the box office, yep. which is why we actually watch Strange World instead of Devotion. Yeah. Um, which was kind of, you know, devotion probably fits our audience better, but hey, dem- democratic as you can be here, you know, the the vote won now, you know, they took the number one slot. Black girls appreciated it. Yeah, Olympics, sure, so. I'm sure. No, it's fine. I'm sure. I, listen, I, I assume Strange was a good movie for kids. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, it's fine. It's so. fine. Yep. For older kids, at least. All right. Well, our, I mean, our, our, our new system makes sense, but. It well, it's, it, it is as 
perfect as it can be. <laughs> no, All nobody right. cared and saw Devotion, so we didn't talk about Devotion. Let's talk about some upcoming releases. This past weekend brought us Violent Night and The Behemoth from May. Top Gun Maverick was re-released and made $750,000. A quarter, Just a quarter shy of another million dollars. Good for you, Top Gun. So it made more than Fablements? Yeah, probably. I don't know how much <laughs> it's terrible. Yes. I'm, I'm really embarrassed by that. Okay, December 9th, Empire of Light. Father Stu Reborn, in parentheses, re-released, and then spoiler alert, all come out, and then The Whale also gets released with um, Brendan Fraser. So we're just going to do The Whale that week, right? I assume so. Unless someone has a really burning interest to watch to talk about Father Stu again. Like I said, we're going to watch The Whale. Well, yeah, that's it. December 16th, Avatar The Way of Water. Boys, we're two weeks away from that one. December 21, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. December 23rd, which is a Friday, Babylon, Glass Onion, The Knives Out Mystery, which is straight to Netflix. Uh, I Want to Dance with Somebody. That's on December 23rd. And on and on December 25th, A Man Called Auto is, uh, it's not wide release, but some big cities do get that. And Matilda the Musical on Netflix. Unless matilda the musical but that's on netflix so there's a there's a clip of the choreography floating around right now which is just wonderful i'm sure all right let's take a look at it so look i would like to mention you know we've talked very recently about a musical that i have no problem with musicals if you ever think i'm going to search out choreography for matilda (laughs) the musical on my spare time you you definitely read me incorrectly (laughs) all right january 6th the new year starts off with megan True haunting and women <laughs> talking. That's the robot thing, right? That's the robot thing. Yeah. Yes. God House damn. party. A man called Otto. Plane. January twentieth. Missing and the sun goes wider. January twenty seventh. The last Friday in January is distant. Fear and shotgun wedding. God, that's an awful month. <laughs> Jeez. I've legitimately heard of like three of those. But like, that's yet. my point. Of like, doesn't January kind of? Excuse me. January like historically has like one or two things that just missed the holiday release because so, of yeah, schedule it, timing. It used to be January and August used to be where movies went to die when they couldn't get squeezed into a window. Listen, everything obviously the last couple of years was all jumbled up because of COVID. But like now we're on a normal release schedule. If you got buried in January now, I'm sorry, buddy. Sorry about harder. your luck. Well, I mean, we're. We're getting back to a normal release schedule. Is what Hopefully, we'll get the to. Oscars released somewhere around this. We can start watching like serious movies. Yeah, I sure hope so. Because man, that like Palm Springs on Netflix. God, that month is Hulu. I mean, look, Shotgun Wedding. I watched a trailer on that. That should be okay. But like, okay, so I don't even. I have seen only a small amount on Fear, Distant, The Sun, Missing, Plane, House Party, True Haunting. Like House I've seen. Party, at least saw the trailer for. Well, no, we've seen the trailer for that. We know next to nothing about a lot of those movies, but okay. Nope. So, and then February, let's just do that first Friday. Eighties for Brady and Knock at the Cabin. Man, uh, Cocaine oh. Bear comes out in February as well. That's right, it does. Well, okay, interesting. Then let's do. Like then let's do. Nuance. Let's do February then, real quick. So February tenth, we'll finish it. Magic Mike's Last Dance, Titanic, Valentine's Day one, Titanic, re-release. Ugh. I know. February fourteenth. What about love? February 17th, Chris, big week for you, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Yes. And February 24, Cocaine Bear, Jesus Revolution, and Mummies. <laughs> so, <laughs> legitimately, so Cocaine, Cocaine Bear, Bear, Jesus Re- Revolution is one movie, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cocaine the Cocaine Bear, Bear Jesus Revolution, Mummies, all one movie. <laughs> 
So cocaine bears should come out on Valentine's. Oh Day. my goodness! They really okay, that. Okay, so let me just go a little bit further. So March. God, no, well, well, just give me a second. So March third is Creed three, okay. which it says it has a note here going to IMAX only for a week. Whoa! Interesting. And I will definitely try to. I hope you guys also try to catch that in IMAX. I would. I mean, I didn't know that would be a movie that would be shot for IMAX, yeah. but hey, all right. Um, and then March tenth, sixty five. Inside that Willem Dafoe doing Willem Dafoe things and Scream Six. What? Let me just let me just. Well, take I guess that I'm not surprised by another Scream movie. I honestly. am because the more I watch the last one, the more I'm like, God, this movie fucking sucks. Yeah, but it made money. It made a ton of money. But and right. then and then March 17th is Shazam: Fury of the Gods. March Shazam. 20 March 24th is Champions: John Wick Chapter Four. Uh, <laughs> is Dungeons- that Champions: Colon. Uh, John Wick Wick Tournament of Champions. That'd be awesome. Uh, And then on 31st of Friday, we we have Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, that Chris Pine film, and Heart of a Lion. Wow. I think you might like it. Uh, I think it'll be quirky and cheeky enough. Um, and just going, so some other things I see, oh, I won't God, go today. Going into April, let's not. Well, no, well, I mean, okay, the, so the big ones, the Super Mario Bros, we have um, Evil yes. Dead Rise. Super Mario Bros. Evil Dead Rise, which is, that's going to be interesting. Uh, we have, going into May, we have Guardians of the Galaxy. We have Fast 10, May 19th. Fast Little... 10, your fucking seatbelts, brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. Somebody boo him, please. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right, and then rounding out May. 50 bucks, that's on a fucking poster. All right, and then <laughs> um, May 26th is Little Mermaid. Uh, June 2nd, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. June 9th is Transformers Rise of the Beast, a, a trailer we're going to be discussing a little, a little later. June, week, six, yeah. June 16th, Pixar's Elementals. Ooh, June 23rd, The Flash. Ooh, Friday, June 30th, Harold and the Purple Crayon, the movie I just worked on. Opening against Didn't Indiana. Did you work on that like forever ago? Like it was last year around this time. And then yeah. Indi- Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which is going to crush Harold and Purple Crayon. Great. Thanks, Sony. Great. Thank, thank, thanks for that. Um, Insidious 5 in July. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 in j- July. Barbie Oppenheimer Marvels. Okay, so July is Barbie a stacked hyphen month. Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, July is a pretty stacked month for sure. Okay. So we're six months out. Let's uh let's let's continue forward. Yeah. Continue with the show or like can name the, the show. Big things? The show, please. <laughs> but I wanted to tell you some more cool stuff like Meg 2, the trench. <laughs> Wait, seriously? Wait, yep. And then <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Meg 2, Comma the Trench, that big like megalomania shark thing. Yeah, and then there's also Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, colon, the next chapter. Um, I want to see The Last Voyage of Demeter, Gran Turismo. Oh, that's a big Sony film. Yeah, Turismo is supposed to be a big deal. Oh, oh, Roger, you're not going to be happy about this. Oh, you will be happy about Equalizer Part 3. We like that, Equalizer. Uh, the Nun 2. Expendables 4, and this is all in September. October is Craven the Hunter, The Exorcist, Paw Patrol. Craven the Hunter, that's got to be Sony. Saw 10. Just when you thought you were done with that garbage. Well, so the last one they left open, we knew that. Um, that's it. Okay, well, we should get back to um, oh, no, no, no. Hold on. Okay, The Hunger Games, The Bout of Songbirds and Snakes. That's November. That's I actually be- read that book. Interesting book. Is it a prequel? What is it? Prequel, sequel, what? It's a what? prequel. It's nice. like the beginning 
Um, and then December, Wonka, The Color Purple, big deal. Ghostbusters Afterlife 2. Okay, I'm good with that. And Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. That's a that's a Christmas. That, that's a Christmas re- as of right now. That's a Christmas release. The first Aquaman was like Christmas, wasn't it? No, it was. It was in the wintertime. The only release that matters here, you didn't even mention, which is The Last of Us in January. So, well, I didn't. But we're not talking about episodic. Okay. Anyway, yeah, we got a little too off. We're not going to hold on. So that means when it comes out, we're not going to talk about it. On no, the show. we we are absolutely going to talk about it on the show. <laughs> that's going to be it. That's going to be. So I wanted to see if I was going to trick. No, you. no. There's no way I'm skipping that. I'll no, not unless are we do. Are we doing episode murdered, to episode? Or are we doing a whole series? We're going to do episode to episode. I knew what he was going to say. <laughs> Come on, you, you you know that's my jam. All right, let's continue with the episode then. Sorry, guys. Finally. Little, finally. All right, let's take a look at... All right, what's streaming Disney Plus? Well, you guys are checking things out to talk about. I'm going to talk about one thing for one second. Uh, this week, we're taking a look at Disney Plus and Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl by director Gore Verbinski, Johnny Depp, Orlando Bloom, Jeffrey that's Rush. That's the first one? That's the first one. Keira Knightley. I like that one. Jack Davenport, Kevin McNally, and many more people. 2003. That's actually, we forget that that movie is very good. It was a very good start to what should have been a better trilogy, better two other movies after that. But I like them. For what it's worth, I still like the Pirate franchise. It's not very good and where it ended, but it died roughly. It died after the third one. It was dead. But I always liked the third one, or sorry, the, the first pirate film. I thought it was much needed. It should have just been a one-off and done. But, <clears throat> you know, Hollywood, if something makes money, they got to make ten sequels to it. So I'm glad we got more than one because the third one's my favorite. I like the trilogy. Yeah. I think the trilogy is fine. I do, I do personally think, though, the first one is my favorite of the three. Yeah, well, your favorite and the best are often, for me at least, they're, also, they're very different. But no, I fine. I do like the first one the best. I think the first one's story moves the it best. It is a very good story between the three movies though. Mm-hmm. So it is. I'm fine. And, and I'm continuous. fine with calling that trilogy pretty darn good. Past <clears throat> right. that though, I will have no we won't want to talk about those. All right, what do you guys want to talk about on Disney Plus? Chris, you want to go or you want me to go? I got mine. Go ahead. Uh, I I, I want to call out the Princess Bride. Ooh. I love that movie. It's a fantastic movie from my childhood. Yeah, did you kids watch it yet? No, no, they're, they're not, not my, there yet. My oldest just isn't quite old enough okay. to want to watch it, but um, I'll pull particulars of it because I don't know if I got it. It was nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah, um, I this is actually uh, directed by Rob Reiner, a fame I should say, famously directed by Rob Reiner. Um, it's got a really good cast: Carrie Elwes, um, Mandy Patinkin, Chris Sarandon, Robin Wright, Christopher Guest, Wallace Shawn, Fred Savage, Andre, uh, Renee. Yeah, Andre the Giant. Sorry, I was. He has played. <laughs> His last name is the Giant. <laughs> the Giant. Um, so tell us why you guys love it so much, Chris. Well, I, I like this film just because it's it, it takes the normal, you know, say the damsel movie that you that you like you grew up watching, and it takes it and does flip it on its head. It's got some fantastic characters in it, and the whole journey you go on following like this this story is just it's fun and it's funny. And I don't know, like uh, th- this captured a piece of me when I was young of like, you know, like my love for medieval, medieval fantasy and stories along those lines. And it's just I I'll know, like the iconic po- part of the film that I always remember, like, like I think about is the um, the cups when he has to f- try to find the poison and he tricks the guy. I'll never forget that scene. I, it, it was a little spooky for a kid watching it back then. But like, it's just it's a clever scene that I, I just I won't forget. I love the movie. It's great. The um when he's the, the the guy who wants to avenge his father's death, like I think his 
repeated call in that movie is always really good and it's iconic. So I don't know. I just like the film. I think it's a fantastic movie. My name is Diego Montoya. You killed my yeah. father. Prepared to die. Yeah. I always love when he. Oh, well, I was going to say he ended up being uh, Criminal Minds. He was. Yep. Uh, yep. He, he, yep. 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 Like, and when I saw him in Criminal Minds, I was like, I know who this is. I didn't know what, what it was. And it made me go back and watch that movie again when I first. What's well, it? It's a very good. It's a very famous, very good movie. I don't understand why people are obsessed with that. The remake. Or the 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 retelling of it, I don't understand why that's even happening. But it was such a perfect piece together thing to begin with. I don't know why you'd ever touch it, but uh, but it, that's a good call out. That's a damn good movie. Very legendary. Roger, what did what what do you want to talk about today? So I have chosen Home Alone. Ah. Ooh, directed Chris Columbus. Um, well, very famously directed by Chris Columbus, written by John Hughes. That's the important part. Macaulay Culkin, yeah. Joe Pesci, John Hurd, Daniel Stern. Um, I'm looking at the. That's enough. And <laughs> 1990. Well, so Home Alone's a good one, but to, I mean, it works as well as it does because of the 90s or the late 80s, early 90s, and Macaulay Culkin as well. But sure. Roger, why why should people rewatch that classic? Because if you look at it from the fact that it's Jigsaw's origin story, that oh. Kevin hunted those men. <laughs> I knew it. I it knew makes it. So much more sense <laughs> in the how things play out. Well, it's just one of those. It's just one of those <laughs> movies that, aside from what Roger's silliness said, yes, it is. It it works on the level that a lot, a lot of people do. Flustered. I'm not. I'm not flustered. I'm just. I, I. I just like you're obsessed with the jigsaw origin story thing. Listen, it fits. <laughs> it does fit. Um, it. He I mean, those men. Macaulay Culkin is. A, he was in the early '90s. He was a megastar man, and. Yeah, it, but is Home Alone good because Macaulay Culkin, or did Macaulay? Did Macaulay Culkin become because of Home Alone? You well, know I mean? it's a little bit of a th- it's a little bit of a debate all the time because I mean he I think was one of the things that made it work. He was like the perfect piece. Okay, yeah. So he it probably would have honestly God, it probably would have been very successful without him because like I remember when Home Alone came out. Home Alone came out like Thanksgiving. Excuse me, Thanksgiving or Christmas, like the that year was it like nineteen ninety? I think it, it was, was. Yeah, nine ninety. Um, like I remember, like how big of a deal, like it was like sold out theaters and all that stuff. But like once that all passed, I remember when it came out on VHS, like because it came out like the same time, like it was a full year that you okay, had to yeah. wait to get it before they because they released it right around Thanksgiving, and it was like weeks of waiting to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. And like I remember that as a little kid because yeah. I was like eight or nine years old at the time, and like I was like, man. This is so awesome. Because <laughs> my favorite movie wasn't he Richie Rich? He yeah. was, yeah. That's my favorite Macaulay Culkin. There's movie. a couple of those movies, I yeah, believe. Right? There are, yep. And then the, I don't know if you guys saw the Page Master, which they meant to be this huge epic for kids, and it just did nothing, which was a shame. But um, your Macaulay Culkin was kind of a right place, right time. But I, I also think Chris Columbus and John Hughes were the. I mean, so, I mean it's a pretty good, yeah, pretty good team. So I mean, but it, it was back in the nineties when like they prevalently like displayed Dominoes or pizza. I forget what what was the pizza was it Pizza Hut or Dominoes? It was Dominoes in this movie. And, it was like, Dominoes. They drank, yeah, like Pepsi was, and like it was branded. Yeah, yeah, it was like, but you could tell because everything was like turned towards the camera and like you could obviously see every single logo. Yeah, but <clears throat> yeah, that's it's an interesting thing. It's a Home Alone's a good character study. It's, it's a good character study piece. You think about, about it from like murder. Yeah, you're right. Thank you. Wonderful, Roger. Yes. As always, thank you for that. All right, gentlemen, thank you for those. So there's Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. We have The Princess Bride, and we also have Home Alone, all available for your viewing pleasure. If you want to, if you have Disney+, Plus, check those out. Let's talk about some trailers. Chris, I know you love this one, The Devil Conspiracy. This, 
what is this? It's a good question. What is this indeed? Where did you find this? Well, it was just it was on the YouTube new trailers kind of was list. Was it but in the BBC archives? Because that's what it looks like. It looks like a BBC. It's like sh- fucking it sh- Merlin's going to walk out of the shadows here. <laughs> <laughs> With Sam Neill? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just looks... I like the I like the content. I like, I like the theme. You know, angels, demons, the war in heaven, blah, blah, blah. I, I do, but like, so like I, I called out two angels during this that I, I thought was, was going like to end on the screen. Tyrael, Archangel of Doom. But like, no, <laughs> it's just the devil conspiracy. No, like know. this, this dude gets weird. like blue stuff blown at him becomes like super ass kicking priest man and it yeah. was like this is a bad amc show this is this is <laughs> velocipastor 2 rise of tyrael yes this there we go but i mean I they, it does have uh, a decent I, cast though so i i can't believe it said in, it was coming to theaters yeah we were convinced that this was episodic at least well, that makes more sense to me it yeah. looks like it's episodic well because exactly. the trailer the way the trailer is cut it yeah. definitely looks episodic yeah, yeah. I don't no know. Weird, i agree with you but... i agree with you I mean, B movie going to B movie though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, that's just how it goes. But yeah. of course, yes, it looks weird. <laughs> but the trailer, I mean, the poster looks interesting. I would imagine it'll get some attention, but after a day or nope. two, it'll it'll fall flat. It'll if, make tens of American dollars. If tens it of makes American more dollars. than the Fablemans. Oh my goodness! I'll I mean, that's that's a possibility, so I guess. All right, let's talk about the Super Mario Brothers movie. There it is. Has the potential to be a billion dollar movie in two weeks or a lot less than that. We'll I see. Mean, but... Listen, I don't know about two weeks, but I, it has the potential to be a billion dollar movie. It's going to be a billion dollar. Let's do- just lay that out there now. It's going to be a billion dollar film, period. I'll make that call. Sure. It's, it's, it's going to it's gonna hit the billion dollar mark. Grayson, a a lot of people you... are upset with Mario's. A lot of people are upset with Mario's voice. I don't want to know about a lot of people. I want to know what you think about the trailer. Oh, I, I think it's fine. I, I don't have a problem with this trailer. I... And actually, after the Gardens, the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, I hate Chris Pratt a whole lot less. So, <laughs> I, what's your I, animosity towards Chris Pratt? I just don't like. I just, I don't. I'll explain to you guys one day Multiple my animosity towards Chris Pratt is. Um, so here's the thing about the Mario Brothers movie is, so Mario has in the past had a voice, but in the in the games he tends not to. He has like he doesn't talk much. He no. I mean, he he like wahoo. He makes like. It's me, Mario. Yeah, yeah, he does those kind of things, but so I think it's a big deal to finally give oh, him no. like a definitive voice. Um, I think that's. I mean, the was the, was the Super Mario Brothers cartoon was that sanctioned by Nintendo? I think it had to have been, yeah. but like that was so long ago. Well, that was the nineties. I man. remember I was, watching that on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Um, but he had a voice then too. They would have Legend of the Zelda ones on like Fridays. Oh yeah, like, do you guys remember yeah. that Legend of the Zelda? Do you guys remember the um the April Fool's trailer that they released? Yes. On uh, like IGN or something. That was actually yeah. a really well done trailer. Do something needs to be episodic. Um, okay, so let's bro. let's get back to Mario. I actually don't mind this trailer. I I think the story looks kind of cool. The way I mean, it's you know Bowser and the Koopas attacking the Mushroom Kingdom. That's Hell pretty yes. much what it always is anyway, always isn't it? To be. So, yeah. I I don't know. I <laughs> here's here's the million dollar question is especially because we have a bet riding on this movie. Here's the mm-hmm. question is. Is no, and Chris, I think a lot of people dislike who they chose for Mario. I don't think it's just a few people. I I think people are very vocal and concerned about this. But I think is it going to be enough? Nope. To keep people away or not? No. No. <laughs> not not for Mario. Nope. Not for Mario. I wouldn't think so, so either. Parents, but they're going to drag their children to see this movie, whether they like Mario or not. So I think the other thing too is because we got full trailer now. Yep. 
right? The movie doesn't come out until like April, right? That is five months yep. for them to get used to that voice and then fucking deal with it. Yep. For real. And I'm, I'm dragging my kids to it. Yep. They don't know who Mario is. They don't care. They, you know, they haven't played a Mario game. Nope. Nope. They're going to see this movie. I think though. this movie is going to be awesome. I think it like, is too. So when we first started talking about this between the three of us, I I have been championing Mario from the first time I saw like the artwork for yep. it. And I was like, if this looks anything like these drawings, this is going to be great. It fucking looks better than a drawing. It does. For real. <laughs> it looks straight out of like the last couple of Mario, like the open world Mario Galaxy games. Yep. Like it's straight up what it looks like. They picked it, the perfect all, animation studio to absolutely. do this for it's Absolutely, just, it's wonderful. It, I'm it, really excited that my company is behind this. I know, too. right? Like, that is, yep. like, I'm super pumped. Yeah, no, this this is going to be huge. That's all there is to all it. All I want is Comcast Mario swag. <laughs> yep, <laughs> you have to get me some. Oh yeah, yeah, fair. Problem. Okay. I mean, I'm glad you guys are excited. I'm excited. I think the world is going to be excited. Question is, like, does it like, does it break the billion dollar mark? I mean, I think they're going to be billion dollar excited. Well, because look. Not only does America love Mario, the entire world, world loves, loves Mario. Mario. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, okay, so we'll. I mean, somehow I still have this kind of malaise in my head over if it's gonna crush the box office or not. But we'll see. I mean, so like Strange World didn't exactly light light the world not on only fire. Do I think it's going to crush at the box office. I think it's going to score critically very well. Too. Oh yeah. I think so too. Well, most I mean most Nintendo first party games. Well, don't they all? I mean, they the, always the stories always do. And here's the thing: the studio that's behind this is the studio behind all the Despicable Me stuff. Yep, they always score very well because yeah. they know what they're doing. Even in their worst movies, they do well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's no reason to think this movie's going to do anything less than gangbuster on both financially and critically. So we have no reason to believe that. So we're excited. That's again, that's like April. That's we still got a good several months for that to come yep. out. So. We will see. Let's in the last trailer, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Roger, I'll let okay. you take front man on this one. What do you think? So I'm actually very happy with this movie. Um, this is apparently a sequel, a follow up, not sequel necessarily, a continuation in the Bumblebee timeline that we got from the Bumblebee movie. And I take that for the better of Transformers because I don't want the Michael Bay side of it to really come back into anything anytime soon. Nope. Um, I think it looks really good. I like the idea behind the story. If we get any of the good Beast Wars and Beast Machine stuff, that's the best writing Transformers ever had. Yep. And I mean that all seriousness. That story behind Beast Wars and Beast Machines is awesome. I want Rat Trap. Like, it is so awesome. Yep. Dude, Cheetor and Rhinox, yeah, baby. Man. Let's go. Ah. Let's go. Black Arachnia. Yes. Yes. This could be really good. Real dork shit happening right now, brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, listen, I think it looks good. I like the idea of having two primes going at it. One is interesting. And one's not a bad prime like last time we had two primes in the, in the playing field. Yeah. So uh, I'm well, good with it. you said something key about you'd, you'd rather it be a continuation from Bumblebee and Bay. And I, I think most people would agree. My, myself would agree with you because Bumblebee was a solid movie. It and it kind, of, it kind of reset the timeline. It gave them an opportunity to reclaim what had kind of gotten a little out of control. There was a little much happening. <laughs> I mean, things that I do hope keep from the Bay universe, of course, I mean, not, not that he's from the Bay universe, but Peter Cullen is the perfect voice for Optimus Prime. Well, he's not from the Bay universe. He is Optimus well, no. Prime. Yeah, but that's why I said he's he not from the Bay Optimus universe. Prime's voice. Right, for, you know. for a long time. He's not from the Bay universe, but he is, I mean, he is Optimus in all of those movies. So, he's getting older now, though, so we have to treasure him. He's so, precious. Michelle Yeoh is Maximal Arazor, 
Peter Dinklage's Scourge, Pete oh. Davidson, Autobot Mirage, Ron Perlman, interesting choice for Optimus Primal. Okay, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Perlman and, does a lot of voice work though, yep. so and the uh the the human we're sticking we are meant to follow is Anthony Ramos. He's Noah. Okay. No problem. We have John DiMaggio as Stratosphere. Uh, Michelle Oje Rodriguez as Nightbird. Peter Cullen, of course, as Optimus Prime. Cristo Fernandez as Wheeljack. Uh, Lisa Kashi as Acre or RC. RC. We've, RC. we've had her before, yeah. RC. Dominique Fishback as Elena. Uh, and that goes on. D- David Sobolnov as Rhinox. And we're going to get less and less famous as we go on. So, are you, how, with, with that cast I just read, are you think they're going to be able to pull off the Beast? Yes. Okay, good. I'm. Who is Maximal? Erizor, who's that? Like lore wise, uh, that's I Michelle Yeoh's character. I just I don't know who that is off the top of my head, but uh, is it Erizor or is it yeah. Razor? No, Maximal Erizor, A I R A Z O R, Erizor. Razor. So yeah, there's a couple of birds in there in the okay. world. So yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay, good, Chris. What do you want to chime in for one second? Or no, no, no. It's um, no, it's good. I was just I was just checking that for you, and you see a like like an eagle or a hawk looking bot in the trailer that's who that is yeah and it's air yeah you you're you're over enunciating it is yeah. legitimately air, air razor. razor air okay air razor air razor okay i'm excited i always love them i mean as bad as those movies are they're still kind of a guilty pleasure for me at least the, at least the trilogy i don't really care for the fourth one or the fifth one outside of anthony hopkins cade yeager cade yeager man and uh mark well i don't Boy, I bet you Bay wishes he could erase those movies from his, you know, whatever. But they do exist now, so they are a thing. So, but I wonder how far they're going to go with the because when Transformers, when when sorry, when Bumblebee came out, was it Transformers colon Bumblebee? I think it was just Bumblebee, wasn't it? That's what I thought. It was just Bumblebee, but now it's been changed to Transformers under well Transformers colon Bumblebee, which is why I think we're not completely done with the Bay universe lore wise. Well, I mean, Hasbro is not done with their Transformer line, so no matter how they dub it, it's still their movie. Well, right, but wouldn't you think if they were if this was going to if this was going to be serve as some kind of soft reboot, they would have taken away whatever link to those five movies that we had? No, because it's still Transformers, no matter how you cut it. If you, if you just call it Bumblebee, it's Transformers. Okay, fair. But I mean, also with, with I noticed within within 24 hours of that trailer being released, it had like it had over 1.5 million views. That's yeah, so huge. Here's the thing: for as bad as some of the Transformers movies was, are sorry, not was are, they make a ton of money. People love them or love to go see them. So I mean, I think legitimately, what don't they have like over six billion dollars combined? They do well over that the movies, yeah. Like six point so, eight or something like that. Yeah, people love their Transformers, even though the movies are dog shit. So that's fair. I get it. But, I mean, they look good. <laughs> that's the thing is they all they also look fantastic. Like I mean, for the most part, they look really well done. So I think most of the world is probably excited to see where this one's going to sit. But I am excited because I am a fan. I just of want that it to regardless. be more like Bumblebee, less like oh, I, 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 Dinobots. I don't think anyone's going to argue with you on that one. No one's going to argue with you on that one. So let's get to the meat and potatoes of this episode. Let's talk about Strange World for one second, gentlemen. How say you? Good. Ready. All right. As always, let's do the tomato meter, which is an interesting two scores for me. So 75% tomato meter, 65% audience score. 
So, so that's where we're sitting for that one. Now let's look at some yep. particulars. It's that's kind of an odd. That's kind of an odd swing for me, given it's Disney. But so let's look at some particulars. Given it's Disney and the money it's made, it's almost like the score doesn't kind of line up with what the movie is produced. No, it doesn't. But Jake Gyllenhaal, Dennis Quaid, Jabuki Young White, Gabrielle Union, Lucy Liu, Alan Tudyk, Jonathan Mello, directed by Don Hall. Um, compose. I always love this. Whenever I see composer Henry Jackman, my first. My my brain always oh my god Hugh Jackman's a composer yeah, H, H Jackman <laughs> so let's talk about Roger what's Strange World about um that's right thank you yeah, what, what's it about Roger okay um, <laughs> well that's a tough one man so legitimately it is a story of a man who is unfortunately named Searcher Clade um, <laughs> that is basically tasked with saving his little world yeah. Um, he ends up on a journey and ends up somewhere very strange to help save what they think is a plant that is dying, and it turns out it's something else that is dying. Yeah. So here you well, go. It, it's an interesting turn of events that I don't really think the movie earns. How interesting is it? I I, I will say it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> the movie didn't get there for me. But I mean, there are some twists and turns. There are. There are not many that I consider interesting. So, uh, I would like to start off by saying this movie is it's okay, right? Like yeah. I think that's where we we sit on it. Right. Yeah. Um, but before we really dig into the plot, it's there's there's a lot happening here. And now I'm assuming you took your kids to this, Chris. Yes, is that correct? They Could they follow the story? My four-year-old couldn't care less about halfway through it. Okay, sure. Well, My, she's four. So. Yeah, well, bait, almost five, but yeah. Ooh, oh, did she tell you that? Tell you to say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. My, my <laughs> almost eight-year-old, uh, she seemed to enjoy it. I didn't okay. ask her what her, her, her final opinion was on it. Okay. But um, she she watched it. She seemed to enjoy it. She followed along. When I asked her what she thought the meaning of the movie was, she told me that sometimes you have to listen to your kids even though the, even though you're the parents. Son of a bitch. That's very insightful. <laughs> she, I was like, man, she got it. <laughs> she, I mean, she got one of the themes that they wanted well, you no, to that's, take away that's from that. Good yeah. Though. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, from what the what this movie really is trying to come across at is going to vary wildly from person yep. to person. Um, we each probably all get through a thing. I am just more concerned with this movie is the fact that the story isn't very cohesive from start to finish. Like, it's... It's paced really weird. The, the movie lacks focus. Yeah, it's there's a, so much stuff happening, mm-hmm. and there's no clear drive through the movie, right? There's no, Grayson, you love to say through line, right? Like, that's yeah. one of your favorite things to talk about. The through line on this movie is not very damn straight. Like, it's, well, you it, t- it there, twists and turns, and, oh, man. Like well, see, what, so what I, what I think the movie really lacks is, is kind of a, a is I'll call it a, a, a doomsday clock, a clock that you know after whatever happens to put our characters on this journey, then then there's a reason why. Then the movie always should present you with a reason why they can't take a million years to do it. Is oh because this is going to happen. I didn't really feel one of the thing I noticed right away was I didn't really feel that it was necessary that they go on this journey, other than they're saying that it's imperative they go on this journey. You know, does that, does that make sense? No, you're right. Yeah, I get what you mean by that. Sure. And even when they're kind of in the heart of it, in the thick of it. Sorry, I didn't mean to say. When they're in the thick of it, and when they're trying to figure it out, it still doesn't seem like it's a big deal what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like it lacked. So it lacks kind of that 
give me a reason to care what happens to these people. And if the, if they succeed or they don't succeed, give me a reason to care about it. Well, like, um, so really uh, didn't. Everything in this movie kind of just happens. Sure. Right? So yeah. Like, all like you're set up to why you're here. You're set up why certain characters are where they're at. Why characters end up on the journey. Everything just kind of happens, and then the movie continues on. Nothing's ever made into a big deal. Nothing. And to further what you just said at the end, there, there's the things that are just kind of happening and like you said like it doesn't feel like that there's any urgency or there's any you know like like that anything matters that they're doing it's because the movie doesn't make anything out to be a big deal you're told everything and the things that are happening that are happening on screen nothing's ever dire feeling because it's all happening around them and not to them sure all of it and there's things there's things and ways to explore that and especially with things you find out as the movie goes on and, and like there's like there's a couple reveals that happen, but they never use that or utilize that to like to do something bigger. It's just kind of the when they even find out this thing near the end of the film, it doesn't change what they're doing. It doesn't change their goal of like where they're going and they have to accomplish something at this place that they're trying to get to. It just things kind of flip on like what they're doing to what. And the it, reason they're doing changes. Yeah. It, it, but like it, it's all just kind of happening. And you have people that are working together that you, they kind of get pitted against each other, but they don't really try who, too hard to be pitted against each other. There's there's no stakes involved for our characters directly, just kind of like, oh, well, if they don't do this, then their world will change. Nothing about like, you know, this will stop or save everything or end everything. It's just yeah. kind of like, hey, I hope we save our plant. And then it turns into, oh, I hope we save this too. Yeah. And then it's it. All right. So we killed the plant. Yeah. Now we have to now make, make do with. Yeah. We killed the plant for a good reason, though. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it all just, again, it just kind of happens. And there's no real life to this film, which is ironic because there's a lot of things happening in this film that is just full of life. Yeah, it is. But it is. Somehow it doesn't translate to what the characters are experiencing. And it doesn't go anywhere besides to the set destination that they have them going on for whatever reason yep. that they want to drag us on it. Well, so minutes minutes into this movie, I turned and looked to my wife and I said, they are definitely inside the body of something, mm -hmm. right? Because it doesn't, they don't hide it here. You know, things look like blood vessels. Things look like white blood cells uh, and all that. And it just takes so long for all that to actually come to be the part of the story. Yes. And I'm just like you really wasted an opportunity here. Like me and you, me and Chris had discussed beforehand. And Chris, what did you say that they, so like they show you, they don't hide anything. Just like you nope, said, they, they do don't not. hide what's happening, but they don't commit to it. They don't use it because they don't do it like a reveal. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they had this, they had this big moment near the end of the film of like, Oh, this is what's actually happening. But if they would have kind of leaned into this whole, they're inside of an, inside of an organism thing first, they can play with that. What part. a cooler story they could right, have. Right, like, like you could be like in certain parts of the body, and like you know that as the viewer, the characters know that, and like that part of the body is what like is like the next obstacle. Instead, they're just kind of around all these things that kind of interplay to, together, like from mm -hmm. a, like a, a high level view, but they never use it. They're just on a ride with it yep. instead of like really like like getting through the lungs or go you know getting around the stomach or whatever they have to do mm -hmm. and like the things that come with that part of the body that the audience can kind of think about and correlate oh. and compare and figure out with them well i have a, i have a counterpoint to that and it had to have happened a long time ago in when they were when they were like planning this out is uh -huh. someone had to have prioritized 
wanting to wanting kids to like the explorer element and wonder what's on the other side of those mountains that he's never been able to get over instead of the whole body thing inside of an organism, a life of some sort. So they prioritize one thing over the other. Obviously, we think it's the wrong thing. Okay, well, my question to you then is why does that take a back, back, back seat to what happens in the movie? You mean what what actually you mean what, the reveal? Why does that take a back seat? Yeah. Well, the because movie I mean purposely buries that and they bury that character's ambition for that. In well, their own, because in their it's own movie. I it's tough. I honestly think I mean my my short answer is because when parents talk about this, it's easy to shrug off. <laughs> it's I, I know it sounds weird, but I honestly think that's kind of what might have been a, a concern for Disney is when you know family X talks to parents of family Y, they say, "Oh, it's just they're going through a giant turtle and they have to figure out how to get out of it." And it, <laughs> it doesn't really sound like a movie but you want that, to take your kids to, except, but, but like was, they're going to say it anyway. But see, I don't. The thing is, I don't know. I I do don't you know, know. Do you know any parent that's going to describe it? Oh yeah, they're trying to get past this mountain range and see what's on the other side of these mountains. No, I don't Not think a so. Single parent's going to say that they're going to. I don't know. Yeah, they're they're, they're in this weird place. A lot of weird looking things. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's probably more accurate. Yeah. But the, the mountains but they, are going to get swept under the rug. Exactly. But but they obviously made that choice for a reason. Disney did instead of playing up one thing, really downplaying one. Uh, and I can't think of why they would have chosen to downplay that. I think it's less of a choice and more of an oversight in the story, in like the way the story was put together. But Disney doesn't. Well, somebody made a conscious choice to give this man the name Jaeger Clay, though. <laughs> well, okay, let's talk about that in one second. But I mean, it is Disney doesn't usually make these wrong choices. Chris is what I'm trying to say here is they usually well, don't do that. I mean, usually in their animation and their storytelling is usually top tier. Where's the thing? The animation is top tier. Well, the the animation is great, but the story, however, this time is not. It's not. And it's listen, it's not bad. But it's fine. Yeah, it, that's the thing. So we're talking about a movie that is generally what we're going to, I guarantee you when we score this, is going to be lukewarm, mediocre, right in the middle, right? So, spoiler alert, it's going to be somewhere in the middle. Like, this movie looks incredible. It does. Like, it is fucking beautiful. Look, the animation feels so alive because, like, everything seems bouncy. Yes. And it's and, and, and soft, so smooth, squishy, soft, yes. and bouncy. And it, it, it really works for yeah. the, the film. Looks great. Yeah. The story just, just doesn't pull its weight here. And that's that's disappointing. Neither do the characters. All the characters are kind of one dimensional. Uh, they're all kind of one dimensional. All of them. They all have this one set thing that they're doing, except for maybe one character in this whole film. True. Everyone has. The mom's pretty badass. The, mo- the mom's multifaceted, at least, and she's a damn good pilot. However, I would like to say horrifying that that first pilot gets eaten alive and yeah, no one's like I, I was no gonna that's not no, I had a note like, to talk about I'm that. glad we have another pilot here like <laughs> the fuck was your plan <laughs> I'm very surprised that 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 he didn't I kept waiting for him to like come back to the window all wet right? like but oh like, that nope. was crazy but <laughs> nope someone got that eaten up by dead. aliens and murdered in a Disney movie that's interesting um <laughs> but like, but he dead bruh <laughs> yeah, but like, what I'm saying is, is like like every character has like this one goal in mind. All of them, they have a singular function and focus, and they're all different from each other, except for like I said, one character maybe. And it's like they're so boring. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's the question I have: well, for One you is, character seems to just have an idea that he just needs to pick a fight with his dad. Well, no. I, I here's here's another question I have for you: is so Listen, respect talk, yeah. talking about talking about things they may have chose to capitalize on and not others is. It's. I. I think also someone made the choice to really focus on at least the the writing and the narrative on 
the family lineage, the father and son relationship. Sure. Instead of the story. And that's the fractured father. Well, yeah. Well, but the the thing is, the story is at its strongest when Searcher is talking to what's it? I want to say Cade Yeager, but Yeager was talking to Yeager. (laughs) (laughs) That's when the story is at its strongest when those two are talking with someone else arguing. I don't think that's accurate, though. I think the story between Searcher and Ethan is a better story. I, I agree with that. But here's the thing. Even that story in itself has its own pitfalls because because they well, try it's too much. Well, it's like it, they portray Searcher as this accepting, understanding father that knows his kid and talks to his kid and wants to be a part of his kid and all these things. Pretty good dad. But yeah. yet he doesn't get that his kid doesn't want to be a farmer and doesn't accept it, but he accepts everything else. Yeah. But like refuses to accept that his son might not want to be a farmer when he didn't want to be a, an explorer. You're telling me that this character that it knows his son very well is really close yep. and accepts all that won't accept that he doesn't want to be a farmer. Well, no, well, no like, hold on. That, that's things. the line that he draws. Well, but, yeah, but, right? but there's also, I mean, he doesn't, it doesn't make sense also the character of Searcher I and mean, when he doesn't realize that. <laughs> All this, he's trying so hard to be a good dad, but he can't see simple things like his son doesn't want to be a farmer and his son doesn't want him hanging around his friends. Like he well, yeah, misses but, certain things, but but that's normal. Dad I don't think stuff. that's a, I don't <laughs> think that's a oversight when writing the character. I think I would that's like more, to note uh, that my dad, who I love, loves to hang out with my friends. It's fucking embarrassing, but they love him. <laughs> I, I imagine if he's like you, it's yeah. he's not though. Like we're really <laughs> me and my dad are very much the same and very very much different. Um. But yeah, like my dad loves to hang out with my friends. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Well, so back to the, th- I just there was an emphasis here, and they they took time away from other things, and they like only the allocated to this. And mm-hmm. it's not a very long movie. This 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 one. So it's, it's about hundred minutes, right? Yeah. It's over quick. Was there also, after the credits, I didn't stay. No, no. Did but also, stay? also, I think that you know, last week with Wakanda for well. On the eleventh, Wakanda Forever, talking oh, the blue people, and this one with a uh, Pando, like Disney's spending money to make sure that you watch Avatar, or at least remember about Avatar, Pandora, and the blue people. That's what they're doing. But no. at least that 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 was a concern. I promise you, that was a concern in this. Pando, what else would that possibly? Why Pando? They couldn't come up with a better name than Pando if it's not for promoting another movie. No, no. Oh, boy, I think you're to... wrong on that one. No, they didn't. There's no one that said, "Hey, we got to make this uh, this plant similar to Pandora, so people watch this and go." You don't think you don't think that world reminds you of Pandora at all? Aside from what it, I just said, you don't think that world it didn't remind me at all? Nope, it, not one bit. I actually. was gonna say this movie is Fantastic Voyage meets Avatar. No, but I that's just me. Moses Jones meets Fantastic Voyage. I well Jones. only Listen, on Moses. Jones I like that the, movie a lot. I was gonna say Earthworm Jim, but all right. no. There's no Earthworm Jim movie. There should be. <laughs> I did like I did like Splat though. You should reboot that by the yeah, way. Yeah, when no, you're I, re- I, I agree with you, Grayson. You when you're referencing Osmosis, I did. I thought Splat was the one time I laughed uproariously, like gut laughed, was when he just kind of slinkied his way down the the, the cliff slope. <laughs> I thought that was <laughs> so like funny. One of those, those sticky hands you got yep. out of the arcade, just thump, like thump, flopping down thump. your wall. Yeah. He's yep. just giving up, and I get and then it. Like, and then, like, two minutes later when there's this big blue blob that sucks, uh, that Searcher falls into, and the dog does this, like, just, like, this belly dive right into it. I laughed at that, too. But um, I think Splat here is a huge win 
for this movie because I love Splat and we all love Splat. And I think what Disney's learning is we love almost that weird side character more than we love the actual characters. I I would like to read you something real quick to go back to something we just said about uh, the whole like naming issue. Um, there's something called, also known as the Trembling Giant. It's a colonial colony of an individual male quaking aspen determined to be a single living organism, which is also called Pando. That's why it's called that. It's a it, it's a body of of like plant plantaceous life that is as like one organism within like a like a large cluster. That's why it's called Pando. All right, I stand corrected. I I, I still think it was a, it was a dual win for them. That, maybe that, that, but... I mean maybe in the in the slightest other like recesses of conversation but i don't think that's why they called it that because i think disney wants all of their products to make money and i think that's that has to be their focus as a business otherwise we'd have different decisions made across this movie anyway because you would hope so yeah it, it's just this film does has a great like set it has a great setup has a great has great art has great studio and it just doesn't have any follow through on anything it's like somewhere along the line they made decisions to make this very like 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 micro focused for each of these characters on an overarching plot that none of them really seemed like there was no stakes involved in it because again if they fail at this what happens they have to change the way their way of life instead they made the decision that made them change their way of life so it didn't matter if they failed this or lost this like like in that in the regards of like this is going to change our lives forever. Technically, if they would have succeeded, it could have been cataclysmic for them. It could have been. <laughs> Which yeah. it would be a fucking sweet story. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just one of those things where it's like, like nothing here has heavy stakes because the characters don't have heavy stakes. Everyone's just kind of here for their own reasons. And I, 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 I know I've said that once already, but I have a real problem with it because why are these people here together doing this thing if no one has a goal that's in mind together and no one cares about the outcome? Because they just switched the outcome anyway. We ask these same questions every week about the movies we watch. And, I mean, the answer I keep giving you is the writing is getting worse. Mm. Okay. I, I mean, mean okay, so you're the, the, when, you, when, we, when, we, so when we first started talking about this movie, you, your first point was there's a complete lack of focus. And you're not wrong. That's the major problem with this movie. There sure. is The stakes don't matter and there's a lack of focus. Those are two incredibly important things when writing and and crafting together a movie or or a novel or anything when you're telling a story long-winded tale you're telling your kids it doesn't matter if you don't have those two things stakes and focus you really have failed yeah that's my point though so they're obviously prioritizing other things over a well-told cohesive story with characters that matter and that we like because they're well written that's my always my point is we're not. I mean, Disney is no longer giving us their best effort, but it, that's only been the past ten years ish, or at, at, at least with their animated movies. I mean, I'm not saying all of them, but I mean, I there mean, there was a time when every single Disney animated movie that came out was an amazing a home run. movie. It was, it was yeah. ten. They were they were nines and tens. Always. Yeah, and now this is this is barely going to be a six or a five. Is it, my point. I mean, and we're saying this as you know, men in our thirties, right? Um, 40s oh wow fucking call me out (laughs) huh like you know watching this film but at the same time you have to be able to pull in the audience that follows your work and the box office speaks for this film i think It, it this film failed to pull people in whether that was disney's fault the perception of the film's fault 
the marketing fault. Like it, it all depends. Like someone, you know, something or some things happened here to make this movie come out with a squeak, and it had no word of mouth power because, again, people aren't excited to talk about the story. Well, can I can I make a point about this movie hmm. um, about how Strange World was marketed for just a second? So we have seen Strange World on trailers for a while, mm-hmm. but we didn't get an actual like cut trailer we got like this weird b-roll like old-timey like welcome to strange world like you know 1940s voice guy fallout style yeah Yeah. right and that's all well and good we didn't get a real trailer for strange world like wide until like two weeks before Before it came out right which is that blows my mind because listen we've been seeing trailers for strange world since like last year what was it yeah um Last Christmas, yeah. right, was the very first one. Mm-hmm. God, like, ten, you know, 10, 11 months ago. Yeah. And I think, I don't think they did a good job with this. No, no I don't. I mean, that, they definitely could have cut a better trailer than what we got. Yeah. So, and I think that does matter. Yeah. But they also could have wrote a better story than what we got, too. True. Yeah, and they like, didn't. A better telling of it. Uh, like, and all this, you know, like, like I've already said, I think the animation here is wonderful. Looks it's, great. It's, it's, it's out of this world awesome. And I do like, the fact that like they have a they have this is one of the few Disney movies that has like you know a family in it. You it know does I mean? a full family. Yeah, like like multi generational spanning. We're not too. missing any parents really. I yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. So it's like actually you're missing no parents by well, the end of it. Yeah, but also you, let, okay, well get a bonus dad. Let me ask you another another. So you said the term earlier came out with a squeak. Do you think anything of the content had anything to do with it? I mean, not, I'm talking about the story. I'm talking about like. You know the 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 polarizing one side or the other. No, not one bit. I don't think so because they because they don't make a big deal of what you like what you refer to in the movie either. No, they they, I, they don't. But I mean, I don't understand why this movie isn't making money then if it's well. So the other part of what you mentioned, Grayson, is you wouldn't know about any of that unless until you, you know watch the movie. movie. But yes, they don't they don't put that in any trailer. No, no, no. But it, but it'd be really easy for someone to tell someone else, hey, this is sure. what happens. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, just, just really so I was, I was also what happens in every movie. I was also perusing a website, um, a Christian-based movie reviewing website, and <laughs> it says, and it says, "Do not take your kids to watch this filth." Well, no, because so. it, it, it doesn't line up with their values. Well, no, 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 and, and that's and we're not going to discuss it. But my point is, there are definitely some people that look at that website and say, "Okay, I won't take my kids to that." And I there's just have a real so, hard time going to movies, though. Maybe, so, but, let's, so thing, mean, but that's that's a whole lot more money that this movie's not going to make you know what i mean yeah but i don't think you're i don't think you're you're that type of christian audience is going to be that big of a market they're no not it's exactly not the no. peak demo for this yeah film. And, and like and and I, this goes back to something we were talking about pre-show earlier but i'll say it here is that when you are a business making a business decision about something you have to be okay with the consequences of your business decisions. No, no, uh, yeah, no, one hundred percent. We've we've talked oh, about this before. Fine. Yeah, yeah. I completely support what you just said. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think there's nothing wrong with the fact that they, you know, they made the movie in this way and included things they did. I also think that there's no problem with with ChristianMingleMovies.com, their audience not showing up to see this movie because of a decision that that Disney made. That makes complete sense in both directions. Well, let's let's talk budget for just a second, just yeah. real quickly. So this movie cost Disney one hundred and eighty million dollars. Okay. <laughs> Which look, dude. So that is more than Iron Man two. <laughs> I just want to just want to lay that out there. Um, and it, it's not because it doesn't look good, right? Yeah. Like it looks great, mm-hmm. and that's 
great. It's probably a hundred million in that budget. Sure. What did the marketing team do with this movie? Like, where were they involved here? Because you know, I already mentioned only had a only had the weird trailer. Like, it's not like plastered on billboards. No. It's not in kids kids meals for Strange World. Like, but but you know what? Like, that's a big that's a big deal for movies like this. Like, that's not something that's happening. Where did this fucking money go? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, Disney's going to eat a hundred plus million on this. Yeah, and I I get it. They can afford it. But a hundred million gone, <laughs> just gone. God damn! Yeah, I mean, we won't we won't hear about Disney about like recent Disney layoffs like we are about Amazon recent layoffs. But it's one of those things where it's like they can't they can't have losses like this. They can't continually have they losses. Can't, it like can't this. be a consistent thing. Well, so do they make a change for the next for like their pipeline down the road in, the, in like the next couple of years? Or is this something that they kind of they kind of shoulder and eat for a little well, while? And well, let, well, then let, let me ask the question that should follow that is: Let's say the story. Let's say we're that all the three of us right now are baffled why a nine and a half isn't making more money. This movie isn't that, but let's say it, it is mm-hmm. with the same kind of content. Does that matter? That's, well, so if I, a nine and a half doesn't make money, there, there's something else happening. There's something else yeah. wrong, right? Yeah. Listen, when a five or six doesn't make money, that's Disney's fucking fault, dude. Well, see, like, I'm, they messed us up. I'm kind of torn between, you know, I if if you know Disney or or a, a studio makes a bad movie, then then don't then you can't expect people to watch. I mean, time is precious, especially these days. Time is precious, and they have a million options on seventeen different streaming services to compete, sure. and ones they don't so have to leave their house for before Christmas. So, but that's my point: is or are we just seeing? The result of there's just so much content available for no. people right now, and it's busy the time of year. I don't, I don't think that that's accurate. I think that this movie just isn't very good, yeah. and it doesn't, and it's not pulling an so, audience. So let me ask you this: I'll ask you both this. I'll ask you know Roger to go first, and Grayson, you answer. Were you excited to go see Strange World? I was not so, at all. So Sorry. I was not. However, like I said, minutes into the movie, I was like, "This looks really good." Well, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. the movie doesn't follow it up. Yeah. Though. So, so no, I was not super excited. I I still honestly would have preferred that we would have watched Devotion. <laughs> now that I've seen Strange World, me too. Well, but so that that was like <laughs> driving home the point. But, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's we but, we went for this movie because of the money, but, and. It doesn't. It's not there. I understand why people aren't going to see it. Well, the fact that you guys weren't excited to go see this film—that's Disney's fault. It you is. Know what I mean, that's what and, I mentioned with the marketing. Yeah, and that's what—that's what makes your movie money is you get a huge influx of people to go see it first, and then if it's a good movie, they tell other people they'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Instead, you only get one about a fifth of that equation down by getting some people to show up to your not so well marketed movie, and then nobody talks about it because. They'll go, hey man, did you see Strange World? And you go, yeah, it was, it was all right. So I can I can sum up my official review of Strange World with a score in less than like ten words, and most of it involves just wait till it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, because if you haven't already seen Strange World, that's what you should do. Like, <laughs> it's gonna be on stream. It, it'll be there, sir. It'll be there soon, and it's not. It is not good enough for me to really recommend anybody go spend your money and watch it. Like there are other things out there that you can watch that would be better. I think. Well, I mean, that's, that's really, yes, but that's a whole baked conversation. Is so is Disney cannibalizing themselves? Number one, number two. Addendum to that question is: Do they care? Is or or is their money cash flow to the point where like no? As long as people are watching it, we don't care if they wait or they watch in the theater. So the third question is: Is Disney going to change their ways? Because so I'll answer number three first. Probably not. 
um, number one Owens or second. Are they cannibalizing themselves? I, I don't know if that's the accurate statement. However, because of their own streaming service, which is very well done, mm-hmm. it is obviously one of the better, well-run streaming services. I don't think that they care about that. Um, because, listen, they know they're going to take their lumps. Listen, the, we talked recently about how Marvel hasn't had the best run right, recently, right? We talked about that a lot during our Wakanda talk, Wakanda Forever talk. Um, Disney hasn't exactly had a whole lot of like gangbuster home runs. Now, like they got Avatar lined up, which should make some real money for them, right? Let's let's. I mean, it's got to clear like 1.5 billion to be profitable. Apparently, Grayson thoughts. Uh, I mean, I mean, <laughs> on on that, I mean the these next four movies cost a billion. So, <laughs> but so I assume Avatar is going to really drive people in for Disney, no matter what. But past that, I mean, what are we looking for? Ant Man, you know? See, and like. Ant-Man's a good jumping off point for, I guess, kind of like one of the last things I have is that Disney doesn't make a statement about its movie being successful or unsuccessful publicly. Nope. They don't. The act- actors of their movies do. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, people that are tied closely to the creation of them do. But Disney doesn't. Disney doesn't come out with an official statement on its thoughts of, you know, Strange World losing $100 million yeah. to the company. <laughs> They're not going to be like, oops. They'll talk to their stakeholders <laughs> about it, of course. But no, they won't. No, I, $100 million dollars is, like a, is like a pinprick. It means nothing to them. To, to, to Disney, probably to, not. To, yeah, but but here's the th- but what I'm getting at is, is like, it's it's your actors and your directors and all these people that are like that, that are emotional about about a movie doing well or doing poor, you know, or doing mm-hmm. poorly. Disney is going to keep on making things to eventually turn profits. I don't think they care. The, I don't think they put out Strange World and then they're not worried about like how Strange World is going to be affected by their other property or how this is going to be affected by that property beyond the fact that when they schedule them. Other than that, they're all separate things that they put money into that they want to get money back out of. Period. End of discussion. It's a business. So in in their own wor- in their own defense, listen, we all, we already talked about Strange World is going to lose them a bunch of money. Think about the the week Strange World came out though. It came out what a week or two weeks after Wakanda Forever came yep. out. So they knew Disney made the choice to let that movie go against a movie they knew was going to make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Okay. And its own defense, it still got second place. Yeah. With a respectable number. Yep. Like I don't know what they were thinking to they were going to do with that. Like you know it wasn't going to come out be number one. Nothing was. Yeah. So it it's just things that I don't like, Grayson. I think you think of like when you see Avatar on the list, Strange World on the list, Black Panther on the list. You think Disney, Disney, Disney first. I don't think that way. As like like a like a, like an everyman, I see my I see a superhero film in Black Panther. I see a I see a animated kids movie in Strange in World. Strange World, and I see some weird. Hollywood jerk off when I see Avatar 2 like I don't see the same company across these three well, things okay you know when I look at those as, as like a consumer I just see what that movie is and that genre and like what and like who I'm going to bring to that film essentially well, okay okay let me let me let me respond to that by asking a series of two or three questions um, and we'll start to wrap it up here soon but okay so yeah. a couple questions now Roger you and I are gonna have the same answer Chris you're gonna have a different answer what did if, if someone said Roger, when we <clears throat> in late '90s, when you heard the word Disney, what did you think of? Yeah, hand drawn animation. Okay, me too, Chris. What did you think of when you were okay? So let's just say fourteen, fifteen ish. 
Uh, 14, I mean, it's hard to put myself there, but... I, well, but I, you're going to be, you're several years behind I us, so... The, I think the same way you guys do, though. Like, I, I think of well, Pinocchio, okay, okay. I, I, I think of Beauty and the Beast, I think of the old cartoon animated movie. But, like, that's, at one time, yeah. that was Disney, but it's that's no longer, but it's yeah. no longer... I mean, Disney has, <clears throat> We. I mean, they've really, you know, we were growing up, they they, they had, like, a couple live-action films, which were, you know, some of them are pretty good. You know, we but like great. they were not nowhere near their animated section. It was it was, and then blown competition away. But and then the the live action stuff, and then the Disney really started getting and making like you know in the in the mid two thousands they had all those sports films, but they were excellent movies by the way. But and then now they have the Marvel stuff and they have a whole bunch of stuff. Like, what does Disney even mean anymore? Uh, Disney's more than just a cartoon studio, if that's really what you're looking for. Well, I, yeah. When I think Disney now, I think of like the biggest guy on the block, right? With Marvel and Pixar and all of that stuff. I think of them as like the alpha male sort of thing, right? Like they're the, the top of the mountain. Like that's, they're where you want to be in film or TV. So I used to think that, um, I think Pixar has surpassed them as far as, but that's under their banner. Yeah, it, it is. But I still, I mean, but Pixar. When I see, when I know another Pixar movie is coming out, I know it's probably nine times out of ten, it's going to be an eight or a nine. Sure, and that that's that's a fair thing to make because listen, Pixar doesn't fuck around. Like, no, they don't. They they take they have their movie cycle and they put their money into it and they do a damn good job at it. But Pixar, fairly recently, has not had their best run either. You know, like Turning Red was, was that the last Pixar, right? Yeah. Like was not met with the greatest of reviews. Wasn't, but, but that film's good. Though. No, it, I, and I agree to it. Yeah. However, it didn't, they didn't even release it on, it went straight to Disney plus. But again, it's, that was an optics thing. On that I, part, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. But if you look at it financially, yeah, okay, they have yeah. to take a bit of a loss on that. They do. Yeah, like there's no right, way that right. they can't. They're not making, they're not, they're not making money from another stream. Well, yes, they're, but they're not. Exactly. But, but see, I, I also think it's, it's so my closing thoughts are this. So maybe giving, if we're going to give Disney some kind of benefit of the doubt, let's just say that they're in the same COVID boat that we're all in. And they're just, they're just, they have so much stuff backlog. They need to just start releasing it. And, and that's fine. Maybe it's they do. fine. And then they maybe yeah. that's why they didn't care about releasing it after Wakanda Forever because it's their own property anyway. So who cares? Yep. So maybe that's maybe they just looked at it it's as you know more what Disney money at the well, movie theater. Let, maybe they just looked at it as you know what we're going to claim November Wakanda yeah. and Strange yeah, that's World. What I mean. That's our month. Yeah. Fine, whatever. Um, so, but we also got to think of it as they also look at it. Something like Turning Red is a good example because they look at it as so everyone that weekend. At least if you have kids, you know, parent with kids, and your time is limited and precious. Your attention was on Disney Plus that weekend. It wasn't on Netflix. It wasn't on Hulu. It wasn't anywhere no, you're else. Probably right. Disney Plus. See, that's also, but that's also a win, though. If you can, if these services can somehow, man, if one of them, which hasn't, not not one of them has done it yet. Although Disney Plus is probably the closest because it's kid centric, can can get people to forget about the other streaming services for a length of time while these prices are going up they might have the ultimate victory. So maybe that's why they're doing what they're doing. And maybe they don't care about Strange World. I, like I said a few weeks ago, when I was talk, talking to my buddy in LA, we're no longer in the it's got to be good phase of movie making. It's just got to no, be, believe that it's, for it's, now. it's just got to be done. The for content now. has to be there. So, so that's where we are. I do disagree with, 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 with like that mindset on it, but it's just a, my own brain working. I don't think personally these streaming services give up shit about each other in the space because 
as long as they're getting your money, they don't care if the other guy's getting your money. Well, because it's a monthly subscription thing. I don't know if they care about it, but I when it comes to like release day, mm-hmm. like if you knew something was coming out on Disney Plus on a certain day, I bet you Netflix is like, hey, let's leave that day really light. Why not? Well, yeah, yeah, th- th- that's fine. Well, but that's that's what I mean. Yeah. So they, I think that does matter at least a little bit in that Maybe. aspect. Well, because like, look, think about it. You come from the video game world, right? Where yeah. if you knew a game was coming out in like Call of Duty weekend or Call of Duty Day. Would you try to schedule? No. You wouldn't, right? No, like that's just dumb as fuck. Like, why would yeah. you do that, right? Yep. Do, you not, do you not want to sell something? <laughs> this could be the best game ever made. Yeah, not going to make any goddamn money. Yep, gone. So, I think it just comes down to like, like right now, at least right now, you're not making many people choose between your streaming service and the other guy's streaming service. I'm not saying that people don't struggle and that there are people that have to have to make choices between like. Do we want Netflix or do we want Disney Plus? You know, this is what we can afford. I get that, but I think and I'll, with the way that, that that the scripts like the subscription market works and the way that people work right now, I think that more people have multiple streaming services than they have single streaming services, and I don't think that these streaming services care because they're not fighting for every person. Like to pull it away from each other. True. They just want to be on your on your list of streaming. Yeah, they, well, they don't care. If they don't care. Have, Disney Plus does not care if you have a Netflix well, subscription. Exactly. They don't yeah. give a shit right now. They right don't now, care right now. When but I mean, in two two dollars a month. Well, that see, that's I. I mean, look, when theaters finally go out of business, and I hope that never happens. That's going. I mean, Netflix within a year will be forty nine ninety nine a month. Hulu will be twenty nine ninety nine a month. Disney Plus. I'm boy, I'd be willing to say they're going to be the most expensive one on the block as soon as they have no competition in in, in theatrical releases. They're going to be fifty nine, sixty nine a month. I I promise you. You guys think I'm nuts about that, but I promise you. They have you. to be able to justify the cost. Basically, basically, they have to justify like like, like a Stubbs membership, right? If they're if they're going to put out one movie a month what that trip to the theater would cost that family a month. That's what they have to like be at. But this is all nuanced business yep. conversation. I and mean, that's not going to ever happen. Well, no, probably. but it's, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. but some of it has to be behind the thinking of the corporate execs that said, go ahead and green light strange world in, in the, in whatever it is today, that's what we're putting in theater. So no we got, we got a little off on the conversation about, you know, well, strange I, world I, versus I, Disney, I but it's all relevant. It's all relevant, but I also well, think here's the thing: if if the movie had more to talk about, we'd talk about it. Well, yep. it, it's got it. Just the movie made mistakes. The the, the writing was was one of the biggest issues it's in the movie. Fine. So, which leads us into scoring. I'll score it. I'll, I'll go first. Right. Yeah. So, um, I think this movie is about as cookie cutter as you can get from a straightforward story. Right. It, it's like a five. I would probably give it a five and a half if I was feeling generous, but I'm not. Nah. So um, <laughs> it, it's, it's average, man. Like you take us, you take the, the scenery that they set, the, the world that they're in and it's fucking gorgeous. That part is a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. This movie's a five overall. <laughs> so I want you to think about that. <laughs> That's good. No, like, so for me, this movie, this, this, this is a four point five. Ooh. I can't, I can't give it the five, just because it has, it's just lacks so much substance. It ha, it's beautiful. Th- this movie is better than Animal Crackers on Netflix, Ooh. but it is worse than Fern Gully. Done. Well, fucking lots of stuff is worse than Fern Gully. Well, I mean, there you go. You ran, you land right in the middle. Um, that this weird is... poison tree thing in Ferngall is fucking creep me out. Right. Not... Yeah, well, I mean, they're meant to. That was also back in the day of like you could still do that and get away with it. <laughs> um, <True. laughs> I would scare the children. 
I'm with uh, Roger on this one. I mine sits at a five. Okay. I really can't justify. I can recommend this to anyone because it is a watchable movie. It does look great, but there's just not. There's so little substance, and I hate to say that because I found myself bored in this movie, and I think because not- of our original thought, Chris, back you know an hour and twenty minutes ago, of it lacks focus. No, well, about forty-five minutes ago, it lacks focus and it lacks consequences. You know, and that could have been. What sucks is like the consequences thing could have been fixed so easily. You know, oh. someone someone watching have been like, you know what, we need another line of dialogue and we need ten seconds of animation. That's all we need. And it could have been fixed so easily. But it's lazy, and that's my problem. Sorry, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't mean to like get on my soapbox, but No, it's it's all relevant. I I don't disagree with you. I never thought this I'd would see be the a day great release for Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, this should have been a I mean, this should have been a day one Disney Plus. It's better than Artemis Fowl. <laughs> Everything is better than Artemis Fowl. I know. <laughs> Jeez Louise. All right, gentlemen. It's been a weird episode, but Strange That's world is a strange place. So, this has been episode 307A of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning and f- Friday at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. I'm Christopher Bond. Check us out on Facebook. Always posting things on social media, Facebook and Twitter. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, it's a big week. We're taking a look at Violent Night and Slumberland. Two yes. opposite ends of the spectrum, baby. Both Christmas related. Both sleep related.